Welcome to the Unplug Chronicles, the show where we explore the different dynamics of remote work. My name is Dian, founder of Remote Office, a platform that helps organizations build and manage remote teams. In this episode, I'll be tapping on why standard hiring principles may not work when you expand your remote team across the globe. How do you spot a good remote worker from a resume? What are the differences between a good worker and a good remote worker? Understanding the why before you hire anyone. Let's not make it complicated. Remote work does not work for everyone. I have friends who vowed they could never do remote and others who treat it as their happy hunting ground. The fact is, it's a tricky balance between both. Useful tools and processes alone are not going to help if your team members don't fit the remote environment. With years of working remotely, I understand that some of us are just not cut out for remote setup. Someone could be doing well in the office, but they might lack the important traits to work remotely. They just need the bars of an office to get them off the ground in the morning and do their best work by throwing ideas um, back and forth. While there are others who just get in early and they're straight away in complete domination mode, who knows how to design the day, when to take meetings and what success means for that particular day and would make sure whatever happens, the day is successful by the end of it. That doesn't mean that the former group is set to thrive in remote work, but considering that they are the happiest and the most inspired around colleagues, the transition to remote may turn out to be a steep climb for them. Unlike tactical skills, these traits are hard to train and oftentimes after six months of trying out remote, the employee you just trained may feel that he or she is not ready for the trade-off. Transitioning to remote can be hard not just for managers but also for employees. That's why the hiring process is the most important part of creating a successful remote team. Over the course of years, I have successfully built remote teams for clients in a wide array of industries and in the process I've developed a playbook that I like to call the gold standard for building and managing remote teams. I'm sharing some of my learnings here to help you spot the right fit from your candidate pool. Number one, good resumes do not always translate to good remote employees. A resume is the first place to start while hiring remotely. I believe we all know that, no drummers but it should not be the only thing to consider. While we all know that a good resume doesn't qualify a candidate as best for the position, but it definitely helps us to understand what the candidate has done in the past. However, the point I'm trying to refer to here is it does not provide insight into a candidate's ability to work remotely. Remote work environments demand adaptability and the capacity to thrive in less visibly structured settings. To assess a candidate's suitability for remote work, your decision must focus on how well the candidate carried out his role in his previous engagements. Here are the call to actions. Prepare for interviews. No, it's not just the candidate who needs to buckle up before an interview. You need to do your research on exactly what you're looking for in a new hire so that you're asking the right questions during the interview. Begin this process by looking at your top performers in the same or similar roles. What do they have in common? How do they handle the role and their responsibilities? The answers to the questions will help you set criteria and enable to construct relevant questions for the position. Emphasize on situational assessment. We all know the difference between taking a managerial course and becoming an actual manager. Case in point, 
a candidate may tick off all the key requirements and certifications for a particular role, but he or she may be lacking the practical skills required for the role. Then how do you discern whether a candidate can handle real situations related to the job? Construct a practical test. Explain a problem your team struggles with and ask the candidate to walk you through how he or she would solve it. Or describe a process your company uses and ask to identify inefficiencies. Let's say you're hiring for the position of a client service manager. And I'm sure right off the top of your mind, you can think of a number of tricky situations that your team has previously handled. Use anyone as a test case and ask the candidate how they would handle it. Disrupt the interview with a wild card. The problem with most interview questions is that the candidates can see them coming from a mile away and they've prepared predictable answers to your predictable questions. You don't want to ambush the candidates, of course, but Derailing them from a rehearsed responses can reveal new insights into their personality, like the ability to think on their feet and manage unexpected challenges. What makes you memorable? If you had a choice between two superpowers being invisible or flying, which one would you choose? You step outside after finishing this interview and find a lottery ticket that ends up winning you um, $10,000. What would you do? Now we're talking. You get the candidate of the grid and you test the personality type. Do background research on candidates. This step should not be skipped to ensure that candidates have provided accurate details and can be trusted within your company. If your company already has an HR department, it is recommended that you do a thorough background check according to your standard policy before the interview. Remember, this will only minimize the gap there may be between the actual person and the resume. Ultimately, while a good resume is an important initial screening tool, it should be complemented by a thorough assessment of the candidate's attributes to ensure a better fit for remote teams. Number two, there's a fine line between a good worker and a good remote worker. Remote work is a skill, hire for it. Does the candidate have the specific skill set to efficiently work in a remote setting? Effective remote employees need to possess excellent communication skills, self-motivation, and discipline. Side by side, they must have the ability to work independently with the right use of the particular technologies that are associated with your service culture pathway. They must manage their time effectively, stay organized, and prioritize tasks without constant supervision. These qualities are crucial for remote work success because remote employees typically have less direct oversight and must be proactive in managing their responsibilities. The key is to look for a self-propelled individual with a growth mindset rather than focusing solely on who ticks more of the technical skill boxes. After sitting on thousands of interviews over the course of past five years, I can talk from experience that if you handpick the candidates who have prior experience working remotely, this would give you a kind of an offhand assurance that they would be able to fit in your remote team if they meet the technical requirements of the role. I feel that is a good place to start. Now, let's get into the traits that you should be looking for. I will give you three things in particular that'll make your life easy rather than looking into a whole multiverse of characteristics. Passion. It is common to see passion being listed as one of the requirements in every job descriptions. However, ironically, 
Hiring decisions are not usually based on this criteria, as it's hard to measure and quantify. In an interview setting, it's easy for the candidates to say that they're passionate about something when, in fact, they're not. Start looking for a person's passion as early as the resume screening stage. Learn about their interests. What blog, YouTube channels do they follow? What books do they read? What relevant skills they have picked up along their journey that are not listed on the resume? How many side projects or non-related experience do they have in relevant fields? It's essential to find someone who really enjoys doing what they need to do at work. That means they are happy to do their job when the line between personal and professional is blurry while working remotely. Trust me, you don't want to hire someone who just do enough to not get fired. You need someone who'd contribute in your mission and collaborate with you to win games for you. Proactiveness. This becomes the key to effectively solving problems as a team. Working remotely means uh, you cannot physically see whether your teammates are struggling with any certain tasks. Remote teammates have to raise questions and ask for help at the right moments. During our hiring process, we even give candidates a simple task to work on with ambiguous or less detailed instructions so that the candidate is unlikely to finish it without asking any questions. However, our HR executives emphasizes the importance of asking questions to reassure the candidates that they won't look stupid if they ask a lot of questions when rolling out with the tests. The blurry requirements tactic is surprisingly useful in screening out candidates who might be great on paper and in interviews, but who are not good enough to work remotely as a team. Some candidates may complete the tasks in the wrong direction without asking any questions. Some wouldn't just get back for over a week and try to figure out everything on their own in a very cost ineffective way. Self-discipline. The biggest worry of managers when it comes down to remote work is usually about teammates slacking off without managers being present. This is not a remote only problem by the way. Just because someone is sitting in the office doesn't mean that they're being productive. But with a manager breathing down their necks, it is definitely easier to coax out a few hours of work even from an employee who owes allegiance to finding bargain deals on Amazon. However, the slacking off issue is amplified when someone who's not disciplined works from home instead of from office. Here are some things that you need to figure out during your interaction with a candidate. Are they self-starters? Do they have the ability to motivate themselves? Are they capable of making independent decisions as you don't want to be micromanaging them? Can they work with little directions? Now, the important part is how do you do it during the course of an interview? Go through the resume at length to understand their work history. Ask relevant questions during the interview. How often they switched and the reason behind each switch. Learn about the details of their work profile at their previous place of employment is in what did a typical day look like how do they prioritize and handle tasks what tools do they use to keep their work functioning smoothly how do they handle distractions and deal with burnout if you can pull out the answers to these surface level questions you're most likely to extract the answers to the actual questions you have on the baseline because quite frankly there's no point in asking someone hey are you a self-starter are you self-motivated, etc. We all know what'll be the answers. Number three, knowing the why. 
the most important interview question. Over several years, I have been helping organizations hire remote employees. This led me on a quest for the single best interview question that would allow me to accurately assess if a candidate is the right fit for a remote role. Then I finally hit upon one question and that did it all. Here it is. What made you choose remote? Trust me, this simple question is very powerful. While there are no right or wrong answers, the answer to this question provides insights into a candidate's motivations, values, goals, and interests. When I hear something on the lines of, I'm at the right place in my career, but I believe that productivity is optimized based on value output, not time input. The switch to remote is to create a balance between my personal and work life, or I value not having to travel for work, or participate in time-consuming traditional workspace uh, rituals such as structured smokers, lunch times, pre-post-work catch-ups, etc. I am convinced that these candidates are coming from the right place. Their decision to embrace remote work came after careful assessment of their career trajectory and a realization that remote work aligns with their professional goals and personal aspirations. This indicates a high level of self-awareness and strategic thinking on the candidate's part. These candidates are likely in a phase of their career where they have achieved a certain level of expertise, experience, and sustainability, and are confident of their chosen path and committed to staying in their field for the long run. Their decision to go remote is not merely a transient move, but a conscious choice to embrace this work style as a sustainable and fulfilling option. They exhibit a high level of commitment and dedication to the remote roles. They understand that building a successful remote career requires discipline, self-motivation, and effective time management. They're prepared to overcome the unique challenges that remote work may present, such as potential feeling of isolation or difficulties in communication because they have chosen this path with a long-term perspective in mind. And there are the red flags. I want to have a sustainable source of income whilst I consult on ad hoc projects or study to enter another industry. I want to start up a business whilst being paid to de-risk my startup. Of course, they won't admit this straight out the gate, but you need to strategically extract the substance by applying the principles I've shared earlier in this episode. For these candidates, remote work is a short-term bus ride, a safety net that fuels the journey towards the long-term career aspirations they have, which has no relevancy with your organization or your goal. They recognize the advantages of remote work, such as the flexibility which allows them to pursue their ultimate goal. However, what remains open to discussion is their commitment to your organization. As they work towards their ultimate career aspirations, they might allocate a significant amount of their time, energy, and focus to activities and opportunities that align more closely with their desired trajectory. Over a course of time, the demands of their long-term career path could potentially impact their quality of work or the level of focus they bring to their role. While their drive and ambition can be seen as positive traits, it's important 
to recognize that their focus may be divided between um, their current position and their future objectives. This division of attention can impact their ability to fully engage with their work, collaborate effectively with colleagues, and meet the expectations of their role. Understanding that these candidates may face potential distractions as they pursue their long-term ambitions can help you make informed decisions to safeguard your business interests. Before we wrap up this episode, I have a bonus tip for you. It's about how to keep your top talent once you've hired them. Let's face it, hiring is only half the battle. You also need to make sure your best people stay with you and don't leave for greener pastures. Why retention is so important? Well, for starters, it's expensive to lose an employee. According to some research, it can cost you anywhere from 50% to 200% of their annual salary to replace them. That's a lot of money that could be spent on other things like growing your business or rewarding your loyal staff. Plus, when you lose a key player, it can mess up with your plans and goals. Imagine if your chief product officer quits right before a big launch, or your investment guru walks out in the middle of a deal. That would be a nightmare, right? But retention is not just about saving money and avoiding headaches. It's also about building a strong and happy team that loves working for you and with each other. When your employees feel valued, supported and recognized, they're more likely to be engaged and productive. And that means they'll do amazing things for your organization like creating innovative solutions, delivering excellent customer service and producing high quality work. How do you create a workplace that keeps your top talent? Well, that's a topic for another episode, but I'll give you a hint. It's not just about paying them well or giving them perks. It's about creating a culture that fosters growth, collaboration, and trust. It's about making them feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves and their work matters. Thank you for listening and I hope you found value in the content. I wish you all the best with your remote workforce expansion and experiments. If you've enjoyed it so far, please subscribe to the channel, like and share the content because it always inspires me and my team to bring in more contents like this when we know someone's listening on the other side. To follow us on Spotify and Apple Music, links are down below. If you want to know more about what Remote Office does and how it functions, or perhaps um, if you need consultation to set up your remote workforce, I'm dropping a couple links as well, and we can talk further if you need support. Until you see me again, keep your Unplugged Chronicles productive.